We are back, episode two of the Catholic Board Game. Welcome to the Catholic Board Gamer Podcast, where Josh and Adriana talk about the wonderful world of tabletop gaming. Each episode is accompanied by a printable PDF mini-zine. We'd love to hear from you at patreon.com slash catholicbgg. Have an upcoming Kickstarter launching or a game that you would like others to know about? Follow Josh on instagram.com slash shua01. Thank you so much for listening. to get my treasure. Oh, oh. Hand me the treasure or else. Or else what? Or else I will vanish you. We went to Pirate Fest this year. Um, we've been going to Pirate Fest for how many years, you think? Shoot. Um, Since I was six. 2012. That was the first one we went to. And each year they give it a, a, like a name. They have a theme. So the fourth year was The Revenge. That was the first year that we went. The fifth one was called The Bounty. The Bounty. <laughs> <laughs> and then the sixth one, um, I don't have it listed. Why didn't Apparently, I didn't know the theme that year. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the it seventh does? one was the Bagley's Bounty, whoever Bagley is. And then eighth one, I don't have it listed either. So um, the ninth one, the ninth one was Collision Course. Is that this year? Yeah, that's this one. What types of things do we do at Pirate Fest? Well, there's some things that you can do on Foot and Bay, even with when it's not Pirate Fest. Like, you can go up on the monument and see everything. And they also have a candy shop. <laughs> Lots of candy that you don't see. Um, For Pirate Fest, you can, like, bring your kids to the pirate activities. They have, like, they teach you how to sword fight. You go fishing. But not really, like, in the... You don't go fishing in the lake or anything. You just, like, they have a fake fishing thing. Then there's... You have to toss the floaty thing. 
Life preserver. Life preserver around this little barrel. What about the cannonballs? Yeah. Um, you throw these cannonballs into the rope circle. They have like are, ropes in the shape of a circle. They have three ropes in the shape of a Which circle. they're supposed to resemble a boat. And you throw cannonballs at them. And I think every year you get better and better at it. Like you're improving as a pirate. You're pretty much joining the crew and like you match the, like to get your pirate name, you have to do the matching game and it has like a magnet. One year, um, my name was Pegleg Sally, <laughs> my pirate name. Like you get a certificate that says your name. And they have a pirate kit that you get. It's a little brown baggie. And it has, they used to have the circle earrings. Well, actually, they had different things, different ears, kind of. And this year, they had, I got this little bottle keychain. Not with a boat inside, but a skeleton inside. Um, there's lots of stuff to do at Pirate Fest, especially for the family. On Saturday and Sundays, they do a lot of stuff for the kids. There's, um, a guy dressed up like Captain Jack Sparrow, who's there every year, and he's fantastic. He leads the scavenger hunts and a bunch of the sword fighting and that kind of stuff. He's actually a dentist by day. Like, his day job is he's a dentist. And during Pirate Fest, he's Captain Jack Sparrow. So that's pretty fun. There's a guy there that does a magic show. He does, uh, he, he breathes fire. Not uh, actually breathes fire. No, he breathes fire. He he blows fire, but no, he does a he does a fantastic. He's, he's um, not uh... like a magician show. He and his wife, but yeah, it's pretty fun. Um, you start to get to know some of the pirates. Like uh, what was that little guy's name? Maybe it wasn't Booger. No, Booger was the Snot was the one guy. The one guy's just the one pirate's name is Snot, and one pirate's name is Bob. Um, he was being funny and like they write. They wrote their name one year on the certificate, and he was like, how do you write a B? And, like, he wrote the B backwards. Pirates don't go to school, (laughs) really. (laughs) For kids and adults, they have a costume contest. It's free to sign up. Um, Adrian entered one year. Which was last year. Oh, one of the things about Pirate Fest is that it's not that, like, there's not a lot of people there. Like, this year was a lot more than usual. I heard them advertising it on the radio. For the Pirate Parade last year, it seemed like there was only, like, I don't know, maybe 15 people in the Pirate Parade. This year, there was probably, like, almost 30, I'd say. There was a lot more people there this year, which is cool. It's growing. This year, in the Pirate Parade, this guy comes down off of, comes, he just, like, joins halfway through, and he's probably drunk. He had... These wild cheetah skin print shorts on, and he had a, um, a boat a, hat. A hat that was like had a ship on it, so it was like a pirate ship hat with no shirt on, um, big belly hanging out, just joining the parade. Pretty funny. If, if you've never been to Pirate Fest, they have reenactments and they have cannons, and they shoot the cannons off probably every hour, maybe every two hours. One time we were inside Frosty's, and it was the first cannon of the day. It was really funny, so. I'm ordering my pizza, and all of a sudden, I hear this loud boom, and everybody inside of Frosty's Pizza was, like, on the ground. They hit the deck. So, yeah, they shoot cannons off. 
So this year, who did we go with? We went with Natalie and Tucker. Yep, my cousins, two kids. They had a lot of fun. So Tucker, Natalie, and Dave, Adri, and I went to Adventure Bay. It's like an arcade, and they have go-kart racing. Tucker and Natalie got to ride their own, and Adri rode with me, and we dominated. Adri and I smoked them. And yeah, and I threw bananas out, and... <laughs> like a Mario Kart, yeah, we like... We threw a shell, a turtle shell. um, So had mushrooms. (laughs) Look online because they have coupons. And so we could have got, Dave could have rode for free. And we didn't realize that till after, after the fact. Um, But it would have saved us quite a bit of money. And also you can save money um, during Pirate Fest if you take the Miller boat. And if you talk like a pirate when you order your ticket to get on the boat, um, they'll knock a dollar off. One dollar. You can save yourself one dollar. So that's really neat. Oh, we did Perry's Cave. We did uh, Miniature Golf. Tucker did awesome. That kid, he should like join a putt-putt team and go professional. <laughs> he needs to make one. <laughs> we should do. We should start like a putt-putt team and like go to different putt-putt places all over. So what else? Back to Putin Bay. So where do you like to eat? Um... One of the places I like to eat at is called the Chicken Patio. It's next to the, the Roundhouse Bar, the bar that's round. <laughs> but anyway, the Chicken Patio chicken is really good. It's ex- it's ex- Everything's expensive on the island, but it's pretty good. And I just saw that they have chicken strips this year, boneless chicken strips, rather than the whole like half a chicken. So I'm about to try that. At the ice cream place, they have a big chair that makes you look tiny (laughs) and it has the monument in the background that's kind of cool um i like frosty's pizza i know it's not the best pizza in the world but for some reason i don't know if it's the cheese or what but in the winter time when we can't get frosty's pizza i like crave it it's not the greatest pizza in the world it tastes like like the crust is tastes like cardboard but you can i don't i think it's the cheese it reminds me of downtown pizza where i grew up so what else Oh, oh what's that one place there's that one crepe, there's a crepe place that's like amazing. If you get your, for breakfast, it is amazing. I wish I knew the name of it. I'm not a big seafood person. My one favorite place to eat on the island is called The Goat. Um, me and Draven went one time, my friend Draven. The Goat. We ate at The Goat. It's it's reasonably priced, but it's, they say it's like fine dining with a casual atmosphere, but basically, um, like the food is fantastic and it's it's not overly priced and i had uh some perch tacos and i don't even like fish but they were really good he had i think he got the duck i don't know i've only eaten duck once in my life and it was pretty dang delicious and what did you tasted better than chicken goat didn't you eat no no? i went to the goat (laughs) (laughs) i thought you ate goat and and you were at the goat no if you want to get a campsite for putting bay you have to register your campsite about six months in advance because they go fast, especially in June, the month of June and uh, July. They go, and August even. Like you, It's hard to find, June and July are probably the busiest months for Putin Bay, and it's hard to find campsite. So When we rented a campsite, um, we bought a sign. It's actually for Halloween, but it has a skeleton. And it has a pirate hat on it, and it says, Beware Matey, in sparkly green letters. And 
made eggs on the fire, they tasted like smoke. Ugh, I did not like them. This year, we stayed at my aunt's cabin. We were at the cabin, and our friend came over to play some games with us, and somebody was supposed to come over also, but they didn't. Morgan was supposed to come play board games with us during Pirate Fest, (laughs) and she bailed on us to go hang out with a friend, another friend, over on some other island, like Middle Bass or one of the other islands, and she bailed on us. So anyway, she was a pooper. So McKenna came over, and our friend Matthew, was their brother, was also supposed to come over. But they were sick. Sorry, we wish you could have been there. I did not want to get sick. And... Their family had to lie. Yeah, so, because... so they had to tell them, they lied to them, which we don't, lying is not okay, but they basically told them that they weren't sure if we were there or not, that we probably weren't there. And so McKenna, after she got off work from working at Perry's Cave, she came over, secretly came over, snuck over, and we played, we played Best Treehouse Ever. The reason why we took that for Pirate Fest is because one room in Best Treehouse Ever is a pirate room. So, we got to play Best Treehouse Ever. We played it quite a bit. And my dad had... Part of the fun of the game is looking at the rooms that you can add to your treehouse. What kind of rooms are there? There's... Like, there's a rock climbing room, and there's a stairs room where it's just like a castle, I guess, kind of stairs. Yeah. You can add a swimming pool. Yeah. There's like an arsenal room where like you have all these water guns, uh, super soakers. There's a stargazing room. You can have a pizza shop, a burger joint. A Chinese place where there was, like, this Chinese guy. Part of the fun of Best Treehouse Ever is adding the rooms. Like, what kind of rooms can I add to my treehouse to make it the best treehouse ever? Um, it's a fun game, but once you've played all the rooms a couple times, it kind of loses that excitement when you see the rooms. I don't know. And we played One Night Ultimate Werewolf, my favorite game. They kind of loves that game, too, so... That was cool. Um, and we had just, she had never played One Night Ultimate Alien, so that was kind of fun. What else is a tradition that we do? Pirate booty. We go to the grocery store and we buy pirate booty. It's kind of like a healthy version of cheese puffs. So something I didn't realize this year was um, my cousin's husband is actually a captain for the Miller Boat Line. He drives the Miller Boat. And the only reason I found that out is because there was a, the day that we were coming back, there was an accident on the water where a boat was taking on water and sinking, like a regular boat. And uh, so he helped the Coast Guard rescue these people. So um, there's actually a video on YouTube, I think, that you can watch of the rescue. But One year, we saw this guy that had a half a motorcycle. It was like a unicycle, but it was a motorcycle. And I looked them up online, and they're pretty expensive. They're like a couple thousand dollars. It's pretty awesome looking though. He had a red one. We usually go to church. There's two churches on the island. There's uh, Mother of Sorrows. And we'll probably in our mini zine, we'll probably post um, a bit of a history about the churches, the two churches. The other church I think is an Anglican church. And then the Lutherans rent out the Catholic church in the afternoons on Sunday afternoons to have their church services. It's a super small church. They actually just added on last two years ago, three years ago. So they have a nice uh, room that where they have hospitality after Mass. 
one of the cool things that you can do on you can rent golf carts on the island. They have parasailing. They have two caves. They have Crystal Cave, um, and they have Perry's Cave. Perry's Cave is maybe that's what our top five should be like. Uh, we'll try that maybe even too. Like the top five things we would recommend people do if they go to Putin Bay for the first time. You want to think about it for a little bit, and we'll come back to it. No, I want if I wanted to ask you a question. Okay, go ahead and ask me a question. Um. What candy would you like to try at the candy shop? Like, if you could get some candy for free. Oh, well, I definitely would not want to try the grasshopper sucker or the cricket. Mayfly. <laughs> mayfly. They should do mayflies. No, they did Oh, they do. did have a mayfly? They had mayfly suckers. That's funny. Yeah, every year right around the Pirate Fest, there's mayflies like crazy. Mayflies don't hurt you. They don't have mouths. So they basically, they hatch, they fly around for like a day, and then they die because they basically starve to death because they don't have mouths. So they breed. Basically, they they hatch, they breed, and then they die. But they're everywhere, and they're all over everything. And so they're nothing to be scared about. So if you take your kids to Pirate Fest, which we hope that you do, we hope to see you next year, um, they uh, nothing to be worried about. They don't hurt you. If they fly on you, you just you can just pick them off and throw them in the air. They're on houses. You can see a whole bunch on houses and stuff. They like white cars. Usually you'll see the businesses in the morning. They have like brooms and they're just brushing all the brooming up off the all of the uh all the mayflies. If you see us at Putin Bay, then tell us. Say hey. Don't don't be afraid to say hi. Like, yeah. Hey, we listen to your podcast. And we go eat some Frosty's pizza together. <laughs> so I'm just going to read my itinerary for our... When we went to Pirate Fest 6, this is my itinerary that I wrote down. Black Powder Demo, 11 a.m. Captain Jack's Adventure on Saturday from 11.30 to 1 or Sunday from 1 to 4. And then we the Pirate Parade was at 2. Kids Costume Contest was at 4 p.m. on Saturday. And then Kids Fest Sunday is from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. And then there's an antique car parade at 2.30. I think they do the antique car parade every Sunday. Around 2.30, you'll see all these vintage cars um, driving around the island. So every year we, we try to take pirate game. Tire, uh, every, year pirate we try to take, every year we try to take pirate-themed board games to um, Pirate Fest with us. Flux. Pirate Flux is fun. Um, don't rock the boat, which is for younger kids. What's what's don't rock the boat about? Don't rock the boat is just this game where you have a big boat and it sits on top of this blue thing, which will make it rock, kind of like it's just like a blue stick almost. It's like a stand. Yeah, and like the boat will rock. You have these penguins and you can put them like anywhere on the boat and you have to try and like even the boat out kind of so that the penguins don't fall off and, like you can make it harder for people like you can just put the penguin somewhere that would make it kind of fall and then it would be hard for somebody yeah 
It's kind of like a topsy turvy. Have you ever played that game? No. That one we played with mom. It's a little bit like that. Oh. Anyway, uh, um, topple. Topple. That's what it is. Or something. Yeah. Like that. It's like that game, kind of. I got that game mm-hmm. for Christmas or something. Yeah, that's a fun game. So don't rock the boat is actually more for younger kids. It's ages six and up, but I bet a five year old could probably handle it. Uh, Pirateopoly. We we took that. That's ages five to eight. It's pretty much Monopoly. It's kind of like Monopoly, but for kids. But then they have like extra stuff you have to do. Like I don't know. That's the part I don't like about it. Was the extra stuff you have to do. I don't know. Like, like you, I guess, draw these cards, and then it like brings you to different places. Yeah, or but, well, actually, but I mean, the, like the extra things. It was kind of like I don't um, know. like silly things. It would say like talk like a pirate or like. There's that. Yeah, there's like all these extra challenges that, I don't know, that would probably be fun for little kids, but um, I bought, um, it's called Pirate King. I saw it on, I saw it on eBay for like dirt cheap. I think I paid like 12 bucks for this game and for everything that comes in it, it costs them probably more than 12 bucks to make this game. So, but the directions are awful. They're printed all like goofy. They're not like, you're flipping through and it's like a folded, like they print, it's almost like they misprinted it, the directions or something like the upside down. You're trying to find the rules and you're flipping through and it's just awful. The rule book is horrible. The game itself plays kind of like Monopoly, but um, I like Monopoly way better. So that tells you, like, don't buy it. I mean, it looks good. The artwork's pretty decent. Definitely not as good as Jamaica. Jamaica is gorgeous. So probably if you're going to buy it, then... Don't read the rules, just look it up on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, we we look up a lot of before we buy games we, we definitely look at watch reviews on YouTube. Um but Jamaica is probably the best game that we have that's pirate themed. It's not a very hard game to play. The artwork on this game is amazing. Um basically everybody has a ship and you're racing around the island of Jamaica. You have Food, and you have doubloons, just like coins, and Gold you coins. have like these cannons, and you can get these cards that are either minus points or plus points, and there's other things like you have these places like action cards. So like somebody rolls, there's two dice. The person, the captain rolls the dice. And then they put the, you can put one number in the morning action and one in the evening action. So let's say you roll a six and a one, you can put six either in the morning action spot or the the evening action spot. And as the captain, you get to decide where you put the. So then everybody looks, they have three cards in their hand and they look at the cards and each card has a morning action and an evening action. So you choose which card you want to play. Everybody reveals their card and takes their action. They take their morning action. So like say you put, um, Food. Food. You would get six food. Say the captain put the the uh, six dice in the in the morning phase and the one dice in the evening phase. Then you would get six food in the morning to put into your hold, which is your boat. And then the evening phase would be one. So say it was move forward one spot. So then you would just move your boat forward one. And then the next person does their morning and evening action. So you're racing around. If you land on the same spot as somebody else, then you get to battle them. So... What do you win if you win the battle? 
then you get to take something from that person. Mm-hmm. You can take one of their holds. So you can take like a pile of doubloons. You can take a pile of food. Or you can even take one of their special cards, like their uh, treasure cards. But beware. But beware. It might be a bad one. It could be cursed. So it could be negative points at the end. So the game ends whenever somebody gets past the finish line. Everybody gets to finish out their last turn, and then the game's over, and you add up your victory points. The only way you can score points is two ways. Well, three ways, actually. Um, You get points for how far you made it into the race. You might get negative points if you're behind the red line. If you're on the other side, you get positive points. Then you get points also for doubloons. I've only... doubloons. You can't score. Food is worth nothing. Cannons are worth nothing. Um, Doubloons are worth one point each. And also, you get plus or negative points for any of the special cards, like the treasure cards. So you might have curse cards that are negative points, or there's positive treasure cards that give you plus points. It's a fun game. It's an easy game. Like I said, it's a game where if you bust this game out at a table in a public place, like everybody's going to come gather around because it's, it's a good-looking game. Um, they actually made the game. Here's a fun fact. The company made the game as a Christmas gift for all of their employees. Like They did not intend for Jamaica to be sold in the market. So they actually just made the game for their employees as a Christmas gift and gave it away at the Christmas party. But it was such a hit that they ended up publishing it for consumption. Consumption, like you're eating a game. But... <laughs> So I actually bought the game when I bought Jamaica. It was it was on Amazon for forty dollars. Um, I bought the game for forty dollars, and then a week later on Amazon, it shot up to seventy dollars. So if you can get it for around forty dollars, and that seems like it's the going that's the going price right now. Um, and then if you go on Board Game Geek, you can actually download and print an expansion pack that you can print extra treasure cards. There's an anchor and a bunch of other stuff, but. Or you can buy them on there. Like, there's people who have already printed them, and you can buy buy them. I work at a print shop, so we printed our own. It's hard to get the, the colors to match. Yeah, the colors turned out darker, I think. Yeah, but we, I mean, we tried. We tried, we did a couple different profiles to try and get it as close as we could, but it's still, I mean, it works. It's, it's awesome. And I heard, actually, right now on Board Game Geek, if you're not a member of Board Game Geek, you should be. Um, go on there and find me. I'm Cade One, Cade underscore O N E on Board Game Geek. Our podcast is actually registered on Board Game Geek, so you can also look up other gaming podcasts on Board Game Geek. You can look at what are the top rated games right now. Board Game Geek has a huge list database of basically pretty much every board game ever made, and it's cool because it has a ranking system, so you can see what is the number one board game right now. But it doesn't mean that it's for you. Red 7 got the Golden Geek Award, but it looks like bronze. So it didn't get first. Gold would be first place. Bronze would be third place. But it still says Golden Geek. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's bronze is third place. Silver is second. Oh, the one year at Pirate Fest. Uh-huh. This guy had a cage, and Adrian got to go. You can actually, there's a YouTube video that I posted of this, so you can... If you go on YouTube and search for Pirate Fest, Pirate with a Y, not an I, Pirate Fest for kids, you'll see my video that I posted. So anyway, they they would put these, they would put the kid in the, and lock him up in this cage thing, and it had pulleys, and they would pull him up, and then they'd have a fake skunk. Actually, I think it was a real skunk, but it was stuffed. 
and they would have them like throw the skunk at the kid. So yeah. So my YouTube channel is Schwa S H U A zero one. Schwa. <laughs> and, uh, so if you look that up, you'll find a lot of our what are you? It's like schwa. Um, schwa. Putin Bay, Putin Bay gets a bad rap. You have one side of the Putin Bay, which is a huge college party destination. So there's a lot of drinking that goes on. There's a lot of bars. There's a lot of things. So if you go on a weekend, um, if you go on a Saturday night, a Friday and Saturday night, um, in your downtown. After 10 o'clock, you're going to see a lot of drunk people. Um, but that's not all that Putin Bay is. People who've never been to Putin Bay, they're like, oh, I can't believe you're taking your kid to Putin Bay. But it's not that bad. Like, Putin Bay is a lot of fun for families. There's a lot of history on island, and it's neat to learn about it. So it's not all about drinking and partying. So let's I, talk actually, bit, I thought let's talk a little bit more about the, uh, the two cute. caves. You have Perry's Cave. Perry's Cave is the bigger of the two. But... Crystal Cave has the largest, is it a genome? I forget what it's called. Some kind of crystal, but like it is the largest known crystal on Earth. And then if you get, you can also get a tour where you can get like a, you can try their wine because it's a winery. But if you don't like wine, they also have grape juice. Kids, they can get grape juice. So let's do our top five things to do on the island if it's your first time going to Putin Bay as a family. What do you say? Number one, the monument. Everybody has to try the monument. You can see the whole entire island. You can look around. You can see Starve Island. No, I'm just kidding. We always joke about Starve Island. Canada. You can actually see Canada from the top of the monument. Basically, it's like a tower. It's a peace memorial between Canada, the Brits, and the United States. And it symbolizes how we are peaceful with one another now since the War of 1812 which we won. Anyway, this tower, I wish I knew all the stats, but basically the monument is hundreds of feet in the air. They say if you drop a penny off of it, which don't drop a penny off of it because it could go through somebody's skull, but if they say if you drop a penny off of the monument, it'll stick into the concrete. What? But it's not It's not recommended because if somebody walks under that and that penny hits somebody in the head, that would be bad. But anyway, right now, this year the monument was closed for renovation. They, um, and... and it's been vandalized twice in the last couple years. Like, What's going to happen next? What? Wh- oh, another fun fact about the monument is that there's three soldiers buried underneath the monument. Okay, number two. Number two, I would say, is Perry's Cave. Perry's Cave, because I'm trying to think of things that like the, the kids will never forget. And things that you can't do just anywhere. Like, I remember the first time I went to Perry's Cave. Um, like putt-putting, you can do putt-putting anywhere. So that, although I would say that's a fun thing to do when you're on an island and probably is something you should do on your first time at Putin Bay, but it's not one of those things that's going to be set the island apart from anywhere else. So number three, I would say candy shop is on the list. Let's make that number five. No, let's, no, let's make that number three. (laughs) Again, we already talked about the candy shop, but let's talk about it some more. The candy shop. It has lots of candy. <laughs> Vintage candy that you can't find anywhere. Like yeah. Candy that, like, when I was a kid, that was around. So, hopefully it's not that old. Like, it's still from, like, it was made back in the, <laughs> the 80s. And now I'm eating a piece of gum from the 80s, and it's all, like, hard. No. I don't think it's like that. I think somehow they get access to this candy that's not around anymore. And I'm, I'm, 
if I'm I'm hoping it's made fresh. I think it is, but <laughs> um, actually, at the end of the year, they give most of their candy away to the locals for for trick or treating, and which trick or treating is not open to the public. It's for the locals, although we have we connections, were. so we got to go, and it was really cool. So, what about what else about the candy shop? Do you like? What's your favorite piece of candy there? One time we get the sour gumballs. Those are pretty awesome. I I liked that candy that was like it's cool, but it's like fruity, but it's got like a, a mint taste. Something. Like it's really good. Like it's this cool taste. Like not cool as in like this. Like awesome, but like as in it's just like cool. <laughs> it cools your mouth off. So I know what you mean. Hopefully they, they understand too. I'm sure you guys understand. They have a giant jawbreaker. Actually, you can... I would g- not buy it. Actually, you can get that somewhere else. Oh. I've seen it before. Oh, and they make their own fudge there. So if you're a big fudge person, and you might want to buy some fudge. Number four. Number four. I'm going to say it's expensive, but it's worth it. And they actually have coupons. If you if you download the, the coupon packet, then you'll get... Coupons! You'll save some money, but like it's the tour coupons. train. The tour train is worth it, I think, because you learn a lot about the history of the island, and they tell jokes as you're riding around learning about the island. It's kind of like a... I compare it to the Doodlebug. In Mohican, where I grew up, we had the Doodlebug, which was like a train. On Putin Bay, the tour train is a Jeep. It's, it's worth it, I think, because you learn a lot of stuff that you didn't know about the island. Or what you can do is do what I did one time, is if you take your bike over to the island, ride your bike behind the tour train. You can still hear what they're saying. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm not encouraging that. Um, but you have to keep up with them, which uh, that's work. Like, <laughs> if you just go on to the tour train, then you're in the tour train, then yeah. Okay. And you're closer. Number five is rent a golf cart. You can rent golf carts by the the hour. You can rent golf carts by the day. They have electric golf carts. They have gas-powered golf carts. They have mopeds. They have two-seater golf carts. They have four-seater golf carts. And I think they even have six-seater golf carts, depending on how many people you have. So... Where, and so on. <laughs> the cheapest place to get a golf cart is, and but sometimes they sell out pretty quick, is over by the candy shop. Like if you cross the street across from the candy shop behind the boathouse, there's um, a small little kiosk there. They are probably the cheapest, I think, on the island. They're, like, they're a dollar cheaper than most places. But if you want a fast golf cart, mm-hmm. I have found that the faster, down by the Jet Express where the other, the which is, there's two boats that take you to the island. You can take the the Miller boat, which is the boat that it's like a ferry that you can take your car across. Or there's the faster Or there's one. the Jet Express. The Jet Express is way faster. But. They- it's more expensive. But you get there about the same amount of time because it actually goes all the way around. The Jet Express takes you all the way around the island, even though it's faster, a faster boat. It takes you all the way around the island, and they tell you a little bit more of the history of the island there, too. So it's kind of like the tour train in a way, but the Jet Express drops you off downtown, whereas the Miller drops you off on the other side of the island, and you have to take a taxi or a bus into town if that's where you want to go. No jokes? 
No jokes. Actually, I think they did tell a joke on the Jet Express. What? They did. I think they did tell a joke on the Jet Express. Just one? I think just one. So down by What's... the Jet Express dock, where the Jet Express drops you off, there's a golf cart rental place there, and their golf carts are faster than most of the other golf carts, except for when you're going up a hill. It's weird. So like, regularly, it's faster than all the other golf carts. But then, if you're going up a hill, it's slower than all the other golf carts. Like, I don't know how let's to have a. It. Oh, you! It, it's like you should have a race, like go the same speed, but like you're both going, and then the one's going faster, and then you go up a hill, and then the other one gets in front of you. As a kid, Putin Bay was magical. There used to be this arcade, and every year they would introduce one new game for the year. Like the one year it was The Simpsons, the one year it was uh, Street Fighter Two. One year it was, I think, Mortal Kombat. One year it was, I don't know, just every year they would have a new game. Ninja Turtles, I think they had one. But anyway, um, so we would ride our bikes down early in the morning, just waiting for them to open. And they had, it was kind of like a garage door. And it, it was, we'd wait and wait and wait and wait. And then they finally opened the doors and we would just, ah. oh. and my cousin was awesome at Street Fighter, Super Street Fighter 2. And he would dominate. So he would put his quarter. Like if there was other kids playing, he would stick his quarter on there like saying, yeah, I get the next game. And then he would basically, the person who won would have to battle the next person. So <laughs> so he would put his quarter and he would just like whoop on him. And then um, and then he would just stay there like because people would just keep putting their quarters on trying to beat him. And he knew all the combos. He was awesome. Yeah. When we were kids, there was a cliff. If you take the Jet Express to put me... You'll see this. There's a house on the island. It's a. It's actually a giant ship. And people. There's a person that lives in there. It's pretty cool. But anyway, down there there was a cliff, and it's about 20, 20 feet high off the from the water. And when we were kids, the neighbors and us would go down, and we would jump off the cliffs. What? It was oh, a yeah, lot of fun. You jump off the cliffs into the water. It was cool as heck. Um. So you had to walk through the woods to get to the cliff. But they tore down the woods and they built houses everywhere. So it's like now it's someone's private property. So you're not supposed to go back there. When we were kids, it was awesome. We used to jump off the cliff. It was a lot of fun. We have some pictures of us jumping off. Okay. Almost most of my stories where I've gotten in trouble throughout my life had to do with either rocks or something to do with rocks. Or mud balls. <laughs> or mud balls. Or throwing something that's not supposed to be thrown. So my cousin puts these rocks all across the road. So there's no way you're going to miss them. And so these golf carts would come barreling, like would be coming down the road, and they would they wouldn't see the rocks because there's a like a hill. And so as soon as they got over the hill, and the oh. hill starts dipping, they would run over these rocks and they would lose control of their carts. And so these old ladies come rolling down and they go over and they hit the rocks and it's like, Boom! and they're like, oh my! Like I still forget, I never forget it. This old lady in the back was like, she like the the cart starts bouncing and she's like, oh, oh my! <laughs> Again, I didn't do it. My cousin did it, but that's just something I won't forget. Oh, and there was two drunk guys, and they come rolling down on their golf cart, and they hit the rocks, and they about wiped out, and they thought it was really funny. So then they went up and turned around and came back and ran over them again, and then they turned their cart around, and their cart was almost up on two wheels, and they ended up running into the fence. So we noticed that it was my cousin's cousin's golf cart rental place, so we called her and reported them. Even though we were the ones who put the rock on there. So, uh, so yeah, so that's just one memory that I have. It's like, 
we're just going to go around again. I guess I'll tell another story that I got in trouble for that was about, well, it wasn't rocks, but it has kind of to do with rocks. So Mud balls. My aunt used to babysit us, and my cousins and I, we'd always, we hung out at the neighbor's house. This elderly couple, we went over and she would give us candy, like these green gummy sugary candy things. So we would go over there and they had like, not Legos, but they were like these plastic pieces that had like spike, like spiky ends and you would, they would stick together. I don't even know how to explain it, but some kind of toy from back in the eighties. Um, so we would play with those and, uh, she enjoyed our company, I think, but her husband and her had a big garden. So sometimes we would help her husband in the garden. Well, this day we weren't helping. We were actually, there was mud balls. He must have rototilled or something. There's and there was these mud balls. And so there was a hill. And then at the bottom of the hill, there was a little dip, and then it came up, and then there was a road, like a, a busy road. And so we were rolling the mud balls down the hill, and they would ramp. They'd go down in the dip, and then they would ramp back up. And so they'd ramp up in the air, and then they would smash onto the road and just shatter. So we thought it was really fun. So we're rolling these mud balls, and we were we were cautious to make sure there was no cars coming. Well, apparently one of us, I don't know which one of us, rolled the mud ball and it ramped the hill and shattered on the road like it was supposed to. But apparently there was a car coming and they saw this. And so they called our parents because I grew up in a small town and everybody knows everybody. Um, and so they called our parents and told them that we were rolling rocks down the, into the road. It wasn't rocks. It was mud balls. But either way, we shouldn't have been doing it. So kids, let this be a lesson to you. I'm, I'm an idea man. I, I have ideas. I don't do the things. Like, I don't... Okay, so I don't usually do bad things. But one time I was up at my cousin's house. I don't know if I was... I don't think I was babysitting at this time. But I was hanging out with my cousin. And they're younger than me. A lot younger. They're probably about half my age. And they had those... Remember the bow and arrow? You can get these bow and arrows for pretty cheap. Sometimes you get them for an Easter present. But it was like a bow and arrow. And it had these arrows that had a little blue suction thingy like suction cup like a suction cup on the end of it and so you could shoot like a toilet (laughs) plunger he my cousin was sitting there we were talking and he accidentally pulled the end off of it and i without thinking and not saying i just said i wonder if that would fit into a pencil sharpener (laughs) and as soon as i said it his eyes like lit up and I'm like, Oh crap. <gasps> and so he goes and gets a pencil sharpener and he sharpens it fit perfectly. And he sharpened the arrow. That's probably why they make them out of plastic now instead of wood. Wait, they made them out of wood. Yeah. They were made out of wood. And now I've seen them in the stores and they're made out of plastic, hollowed plastic, probably for that reason. Because if it's hollow, then it won't sharpen very right, good. Exactly. It- so I think they've changed it. On purpose. I don't know. Maybe no one else has ever done this, but we'd love to hear your stories of stupid things you've done as a kid. Any dumb stories that you have, send us an MP3 and email it to. Well, we don't have we don't have an email address, but somehow get it to us. We'll uh, maybe we'll play it on the air. My cousins used to make their own weapons. They would make paper throwing stars, and then they would put nails through the from the inside poking out, and so they had these throwing stars. They had nails sticking out of them. Another thing they did was they sharpened. Wait, wouldn't the... they come out? Like no, like no, because the nail tip is stuck in there. Like it's oh, hole, so. yeah. So another thing that Not... my cousins would do was somehow they sharpened a stick, and then they used a bicycle handle grip. Like if you take the handle grip off of your bicycle, 
and they would stick the stick inside of the handle, so they had like a sword. I don't Wait. know, like kids come up with some crazy stuff. It's like, what if it had the frilly thing, and then it would be like just like blowing around, kind of. My friend, my cousins had this this uh, rope swing that was amazing. Like I would nowadays, I'd be like terrified to do this thing, but like they had this hill that was super duper long, and this super tall tree. They had a rope around, and it came down. And they had this wooden butt seat. I don't know what to say. It's like a circle, but the, it had a hollow, like a hole through it, and the, the rope would go through the middle of it. And then they tied it at the bottom, and you would swing out. But you were you were probably like thirty feet, thirty at least when I was a kid, it seemed super high. But it was like thirty feet above the ground. So if this rope breaks, or if the butt seat comes off, you're in trouble. Like you're gonna break some bones. But like as a kid, we didn't think twice. Now as an adult. It was crazy. One more th- dumb thing that we did as kids. My friends up the road, the Agitagis, A-J-T-A-J-I, we had BB guns, and he, they found out that you can, if you put a stick match in the barrel of the BB gun and shoot it against a concrete wall, the match will light. So I, oh. I should not have ever told my cousins this story. We were camping, and my cousin, I, I mentioned my, to my cousin about this cool trick. And he sticks the stick match into the barrel of his BB gun. His brother was squatting in front of the fire, trying to blow on it to get the fire to start. And Zach pulls the trigger on the BB gun, shoots a stick match right at Vince's butt. (laughs) And Vince yells. (laughs) He freaks out and he chases him all the way home. Like, Wait, did it set on fire? No, it did not. Luckily, no, it didn't strike. The match did not strike, but... Okay. But to get a stick match shot at your butt, (laughs) bad enough. And Zach, that's not the first time you shot somebody with a BB gun. It's like... I was mowing one time, and we were mowing a patch that we were going to go camping that night. We camped a lot. So I was mowing like a spot in the woods for a tent and for our campsite. So I'm riding with the lawnmower, and all of a sudden I get this pain in my back. My cousin shot me in the back with a BB. Ooh, it hurt. And I swear, my I still had like a white spot on my back for like the longest time, like where it just would not like, I don't know, wouldn't tan or something. I, I always said that was where he shot me. I don't know for sure if that's where he shot me, but do you still have it? The white spot on my back? Yes. I don't know. So send us your stories about all the dumb stuff you did as a kid. We'd love to hear them. So if you like the Haunted Ohio books, they just came out with and I don't I don't, I don't think it's the same people who did the Haunted Ohio books, but. There's one that just came out about Putin Bay. It's like Haunted Putin Bay or something. So it has a lot of historical places on the island that are believed to be haunted. Oh, I gotta tell you about Coon Man. So when I was a kid, there's an urban legend about a creature that's on the island. Half man, half raccoon. And he eats little children who run away from home. And he he lives in Cooper's Woods. Although Cooper's Woods right now is... There, people are trying to sell it, and people on the island don't want it sold. And there's this whole save the Cooper's Woods campaign going on right now. But and um, his what is it? It's like a bark. Oh, and he sounds like like he barks. So like he makes noises like a dog. So when I was a kid, the neighbors had us come over, and we were sitting around the campfire, and their dad was telling us this story about Coon Man, and. All of a sudden, when he got to the part about the cry of Coon Man, dogs started barking, and we all freaked out. And 
apparently their mom was in on it, making their dogs bark. So it was all orchestrated, and it scared the heck out of us. If you go to the island, beware. Watch out for Kuma. Even if we're not a kid. So thanks for listening to our second episode. Our third episode is going to be all about Umpub and our experience with Umpub. We decided instead of having a website, we're just going to use Patreon as our like main hub. So if you want to leave comments or feedback about an episode, again, you don't have to sign up. or you, I think you do have to sign up with Patreon, but you don't have to sign up with your credit card or anything like that unless you want to support us. But if you don't want to support us, it's fine. You can still log into Patreon. And then if you want to give us feedback or comment, each month we're going to post a poll question. Um, poll question for last month is still up. And that question was, why do you board game? Why does your family board game? Um, is it for fun? Is it because mommy and daddy make me? Or <laughs> is it for some other reason? Um, the poll question this month is going to be Monopoly or Maki Koro? Which is your favorite? Do you like Monopoly or do you like Maki Koro? Um, Patreon allows you to do all kinds of stuff like post poll questions. We can post audio. We can post video. Um, if you do support us on Patreon, I have a special surprise coming up. I went to a men's group and Marcus Grodi, the host of Journey Home, he gave a talk and it is board game related. So I'm going to post that on there for anyone who supports us, even with just $1. We had originally said we're going to do three episodes. We said that we were going to record one episode per month for the first three months. And then if we get supporters on Patreon, we'll continue the podcast. So anyway, we set the way Patreon works is you can set up goals. So our first goal is to get 10 patrons. So that way we can, that'll help offset the, the cost of hosting. Thanks for listening. I'm Josh. And I'm Adriana. Until next time. Bye. <laughs>
grades are nine times around. Wait, one more. And my poor old dog was drowned. is a band i think from europe and they have graciously given us permission to play this song at the end of the show if you can go on itunes and give us some feedback give us like a five star rating if you like give us some feedback we are just behind screech from saved by the bells podcast and maybe just maybe it'll push us up above screech from saved by the bell just kidding actually i don't even know if screech from saved by the bell has a podcast and if he did it Probably wouldn't listen to it based on his history lately. Um, if you missed uh, like we uploaded our first zine. So if you did not go up and get our zine from last month, you can print that off. And there's a there's also a tutorial on how to fold zines. Um, basically, what's in the zine is everything that we've... A lot of stuff that we've talked about here on the show. But it's condensed into a format that you can just flip through. Um Say your electricity goes out and you have no access to podcasting and you can go and find your zine, read our podcast. And we also add some extra stuff in there based on the theme of the podcast. So I hope you've enjoyed this theme. Like we don't know who's listening to our show. That's something. The thing, the funny thing about podcasting is like we, you guys get to know us, but then we don't really get to know you. I have a funny story. One time, I don't know if you know who Greg Willits is, but he was one of the first Catholic podcasters that I started listening to years and years ago. And I actually met him in person. I had been listening to his podcast for quite a while, and then he came to Franciscan University of Steubenville. They had a uh, Faith and New Media conference. It's really cool. I met Father Roderick there also. And I'm sitting there, or I'm walking into a room, and Greg walks out, and he says, Oh, hi, Josh. He knows my name? And then I look down and I see my name tag. So really, he didn't know who I was. We'd love to hear from you on Patreon. Even if you don't, you could sign up for Patreon. It doesn't cost anything to sign up with Patreon. Patreon.com slash Catholic BGG. Up to six. And two. Oh, I'm all right. <laughs> you drunk? No, sir. What have we done? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you 
Do you try to bring pepper to my market? Find your contraband, Open sir. it. Uh-oh. A crossbow.